Welcome to Coastal Tales, The Long Struggle to Preserve California's Coast, a production of the Oral History Center at UC Berkeley in partnership with the Bill Lane Center for the American West at Stanford University. The California coast, stretching over 1,100 miles from the redwoods of Crescent City to the palm trees of San Diego, no other feature defines the Golden State like its coastline. Millions of people from around the world travel each year to visit the state's sandy shores. Chances are you're one of them. In 1972, the people of California voted by public initiative to create a state agency charged with protecting that coastline and regulating all development within its surrounding boundary. That agency became known as the California Coastal Commission. The coastline you see today is the product of nearly 50 years of regulatory work and policy, efforts that protected the shore of the Golden State for the people, and in the process made the California Coastal Commission the international flagship of coastal conservation. The stories of those efforts comprise the 15 episodes of this podcast, highlighting the long struggle of both the agency and the citizens that created it to preserve California's coast. Outside of the city's famed boardwalk, few places are as iconic in the coastal city of Santa Cruz as Lighthouse Point. Technically, it's part of a 40-acre park known as Lighthouse Field on the northwest edge of the city. But the point, with its red brick lighthouse perched on the Pacific Cliffs, has long served as a favorite spot for residents and tourists alike. On any given day, you can see all kinds of activity in this coastal area, from people visiting the surf museum in the old lighthouse, riding bikes, walking their dogs, and having picnics, to the daily caravan of surfers who launch from the point to ride the famous breaks of Steamer Lane. Yet the area you see today could have ended up looking a lot different. In 1970, the Santa Cruz City Council approved a major construction project that sought to develop every square foot of Lighthouse Point and Field, turning one of the city's last open parcels of coastal land into a bustling tourist and business hub, which included a convention center, a 13-story hotel, retail shops, high-rise condos, and of course, acres of parking lots. City officials touted the development with the familiar rationales of economic progress and growth. The general public, however, wanted something quite different, to leave the area as an open public space. As we will see, the battle that ensued over Lighthouse Point would come to stand as a watershed moment in the history of Santa Cruz. At the time, the City Council's approval of the Hotel and Convention Center project at Lighthouse Point was nothing out of the ordinary. Over the decades, a number of hotel and resort developments had been slated for the prime coastal area, just as they had in other parts of Santa Cruz, all boasting extravagant amenities to attract tourists. As environmental lawyer and longtime Santa Cruz County Supervisor Gary Patton recalls, the Convention Center project fits squarely within a well-established pattern of pushing growth and development. The city was, at the time I showed up, very pro-growth, very pro-development. Santa Cruz County was the fastest growing county in the state of California and the fifth fastest growing county in the United States. I mean, the city of Santa Cruz was leading the way. Lighthouse Field was an integral 37, 38 acre parcel of open land right at Lighthouse Point by where the big surfing spot was, uh, Steamers Lane. It had been the Phelan estate, a Senator Phelan, 
It had really never been independently developed. It wasn't subdivided into small lots. The city of Santa Cruz came up with a joint plan to develop a new hotel, a convention center, a big shopping center, and condominiums. You know, everybody who was anybody loved this. The unions loved it. The business community loved it. Real estate people loved it. Surfers hated it. And the public in general didn't like it. Opposition toward the proposed development quickly forged bonds throughout the community and soon coalesced under the banner of the Save Lighthouse Point Association. The story of how the Save Lighthouse Point Association started was this young guy who had just graduated from high school was a surfer. His name was John Scott. And he had two items of value. It was his car and his surfboard. He found out about this development proposal and nobody was doing anything about it. And so he sold his car, the less valuable of the two things, and put a full page ad in the local paper, the Santa Cruz Sentinel, and said, save Lighthouse Field. And called a meeting, huge number, I mean a large number, more than anybody would expect, came out there and formed the Save Lighthouse Port Association. Catherine Byers had just recently moved to Santa Cruz from Los Angeles when the proposed project at Lighthouse Point was announced. Yet it did not take long for the new arrival and UC Santa Cruz librarian to get caught up in the rising movement that was uniting young and old across the community. Some neighbors came and said, do you know about this conference center that's going to be built at the end of the street? They were very persuasive. Could we sit down and talk about it? That couple neighbors, next week let's do it again, and then pretty soon my kitchen table was full every Tuesday at 7 o'clock. We had a meeting. And that really blossomed into a huge organization called Save Lighthouse Field. You can believe that the high school students who were all big surfers got involved or paid attention and got their parents. Andy Schifrin, a young city planner and analyst who himself had just migrated to California from the East Coast, was also quick to get involved. When I got here in 1972, I saw a little notice in the weekly throwaway paper um, that said there was a group called Safe Lighthouse Point Association. They were going to have a meeting and people were welcome to come. I didn't know where Lighthouse Point was. I didn't know anything about the group. I didn't know anything about Santa Cruz. I tend to come from a position that if you're in a community, no matter how short, get involved in what's going on. I went to the meeting, it was at Catherine Byers' house, and that's how I got involved in the Lighthouse Point project. I called up the planning department and told them of my concern and asked them what the process was. What the planner said uh, to me was that, why are you, you know, you sound like a smart guy, why are you getting involved in this? It's inevitable that this project is going to be built. It's just inevitable. There's no way, you know, you know, the business community wants it, the, the institution wants it, it's been through all the steps. Indeed, the fight to save Lighthouse Point was nothing short of an uphill battle. Yet in 1972, new weight was thrown behind the community's efforts in Santa Cruz, as Proposition 20, the initiative to create a statewide coastal commission, appeared on the November ballot. For many city residents, Proposition 20 validated their demand for coastal regulation and to have a voice in developments on their coast. That particular petition drive was notable because it was a true citizen's petition. It was, do we care about the California coast? We need to protect it. Let's sign these petitions. 
I was terrifically impressed by the idea that ordinary people were going to take charge of the government to do something that had to be done. I just remember knocking on doors. Like, I was knocking on doors for years, it seemed like. It was a, a wonderful campaign because people loved it. They loved the idea. They really got it, you know. Young people, as well as old people, uh, Republicans, Democrats, white people, brown people, black people. The broad community sentiment was, hey, let's get together and save our coast here. We need to do this. But policymakers who hated this, and they really hated it, was the elected officials and local government who really are being told by the entire public, you're not doing your job, you're not protecting things we care about, we are going to supersede your authority. And that's what the Coastal Act did. That November, Proposition 20 won by nearly a million votes, creating what would become known as the California Coastal Commission. Fittingly, it was the first and only state agency in California history established by a vote of the people. The advent of the commission not only promised to bring regulatory statutes and enforcement to the state's coastline, but also give coastal communities a process through which to weigh in on developments. The victory of Proposition 20 bolstered the continued resolve of coastal communities throughout the state to make their voices heard. And in Santa Cruz, that new momentum was seen in the fight to save Lighthouse Point. Politics changed, and that's what happened really in 1972. The politics changed. It was no longer just a lot of retirement. People didn't pay any attention. The idea was very, it just, we can do the same thing here. We're going to save Lighthouse Field. That uh, campaign was essentially stimulated by the kind of energy that we can protect our coast that came out of the Coastal Act campaign. My life changed. <laughs> I became very involved. I became a political animal. But I also understood the power of the vote. You know, and once you really see, you tend to get involved. We all work door to door. When you're lobbying for something and fighting for something, you just are on it every day. They had to move the city council meeting to the civic auditorium. 1,500 showed up. One meeting, 2,000 showed up. So we really had the sense that we were, we were gaining on that front. So we decided we've got to get a lawyer. And they set up a little committee uh, to go interview Gary Patton. And he agreed to be our lawyer. And you know, I don't think we ever paid him any money, even though he, we get bills from him. They hired me, and they did pay me at the start, but not for very long. So I just became a member. We met every week. and. We just kind of went down the list. We did everything we could possibly do, ending up with a city initiative to pull the city's financing out of the joint project. While residents worked to qualify the Save Lighthouse Point initiative for the local ballot, the proposed development finally came before the newly created Coastal Commission for review. In April 1974, the commission denied the Lighthouse Point project. For trained planners and policy analysts like Andy Schifrin, who had read every line of the Coastal Initiative, the Commission's verdict stirred no surprise. And the Coastal Act, the Coastal Initiative, if you read it, it had a series of policies about protecting coastal resources. If you looked at this project, which is right on the coast, there was no way that that project could be approved under the Coastal Act. 
It made no sense whatsoever. It was a, if, if that project could be approved, the coastal act, the initiative was meaningless because it's a seven-story development. I mean, it's, it's a takes a, uh, an open space area and completely urbanizes it. It's such a clear violation. And so once the initiative passed, it was like, it's all over. Why are you pursuing this? The Coastal Act just sealed it for us. Sealed it for us, absolutely. Less than two months after the Coastal Commission delivered its verdict on the Lighthouse Point project, the residents of Santa Cruz went to the polls to render their own. When the votes were tallied, the Save Lighthouse Point initiative passed by an overwhelming majority. And that was in June 1974. That initiative went on the ballot. We qualified it, had to gain, it was like a little replay of the Coastal Act just in the city of Santa Cruz. The city initiative to pull the city's financing out of the joint project, which was the initial blow that prevented this development from going ahead. Gary Patton wrote the initiative when, the, and so you're very limited. You can't just say yes or no to something like that. We had to say, should the city participate? We did an initiative to, it was advisory. But it passed by about 75%. It sent a real message to the city council that people didn't want it. The minute the city pulls out, it killed it. It killed it. Every stakeholder of importance, to use the current term of art that everybody loves, um, not only thought it was the right thing to do, but thought it was the inevitable thing to do. They had fought for the project, they had worked for the project, they had advocated for the project, but a relatively small group of people who got well organized, who learned about the system, who used the, uh, the laws that were in place to provide some uh, benefit to the environment uh, and, to, and some protection of the environment, which is what was happening in 1972 within the Coastal Initiative, uh, were able to essentially turn that locomotive around. It was a wonderful win, and I think it gave everybody, you know, pat in the back, because if there's something so important as that was, the power of the people can do it. For many Santa Cruz residents, the active role in the community that began with the Lighthouse Point campaign continued in the decades that followed. Gary Patton would successfully run for the Santa Cruz County Board of Supervisors, a seat he would hold for over 20 years. Catherine Byers would continue to be a powerful voice in the community, eventually serving as both mayor and member of the city council. And just as he did on behalf of the Save Lighthouse Point Association, Andy Schifrin would work as a planner and analyst for a host of county agencies. Today, Lighthouse Point also stands as a testament to the impact and legacy of the California Coastal Commission. The statewide example of the Coastal Act gave local citizens, ordinary people, the idea that we could act, take governmental action through an initiative and change the future of our community and to protect it. And so, really, the whole Lighthouse Point experience, I believe, was deeply inspired by the Coastal Act. The Coastal Act set the model that, hey, wait a minute, we can stop what's happening and do something new and different and that's more protective of the natural environment. And that's really was the history of Santa Cruz County starting right then.